Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. nation of Israel, you remember this, not only saw the glory of God on Mount Sinai, but they heard God declare his law. Now, I don't know about you, but most people today have not seen nor heard God. Has anybody here saw or heard God audibly? Okay, now we get that still small voice. We get the leading of the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives, but we don't, uh, I'm just going to try to turn this off. <laughs> I'm echoing back. I'm like, yes, I'm going to start singing because yeah, I got the, the singing thing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they all saw the glory of God. They heard God declare his Ten Commandments audibly, the whole nation. There was no doubt God is real and he's given us his Ten Commandments. And by the way, the Ten Commandments are not hard. They're good. Don't murder. Don't hate. Hey, love God. Put him first. Don't commit adultery. Be true to your uh, uh, commitments to each other. All the rules are, are for our benefit. They are good rules. And what, what does the nation do 40 days after they hear the voice of God? That's where we're at in Exodus chapter 32. Moses, and if you've seen the movie or, or seen pictures, he comes down the mountain with what in his hand? The Ten Commandments, two tablets written by God. And what does he find the whole nation of Israel doing? Dancing and worshiping a golden calf. Not 40 days before, they saw God's glory. They heard God's voice. They knew God was real. There was no doubt. There was no question. God is real. He loves us. He wants to have a covenant relationship with us. And 40 days later, they rebelled against God and disobeyed all of that covenant that he had established with them you ever fail God I don't know about you but I fail God almost every day we'd all do it's called sin sin is not some ugly atrocious thing that we do it's just failing to please God and we all miss that mark we all miss the mark all the time God wanted to destroy this nation because they broke covenant and that's where a lot of us have a picture of God as a lightning bolt throwing mean ogre that every time we fail, he just wants to beat us down. You ever have that view of God? Well, God is a loving father who cares about you more than you could ever know. As I prayed about the message, I really wanted to focus on this, that in the midst of this story, and next week we're going to get into the power of prayer that God hears your prayers. He cares about your needs. In fact, the Bible says you have not because you what? You ask not, you don't pray. God's up there saying, man, I wanna help you. Oh, if you would just come to me in prayer, if you would just talk to me, my child, my son, my daughter. He forgave them and loved them, and in fact, the theme today is love. Do you know that the whole Bible, from cover to cover, is a love letter written to us from God. Yeah, 40 guys wrote this book over a span of about 2,000 years. Consider that. And it all lines up perfectly. God inspired them to write to us his love letter, how we can know God and how he can meet the needs in our lives. 
It's all about love. God's love for you and how we respond to that love. Bible says that we love him because what? He first loved us. Oh, we need to respond to that. Even though Israel, throughout the Old Testament, we find over and over again, they failed God. They broke covenant with God and they paid for it. Make no mistake about it. But every time, what did God do? Extend his love and grace and mercy. And this morning, no matter how you've failed God or fallen short, he loves you this morning. He will never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, he will never stop loving you. God, all he really wants is your faith and love. Do you know that? Sometimes we make Christianity about rules, right? Well, I don't do this, I don't do that, and I hate people that do. That's how Christians are today. Do you know that? You know, as I watch the Black Lives Matter, I begin to consider that every life matters. Does that make sense? Folks, that we need to be loving, and Christians today have become a judgmental, hateful, intolerant group of people. We need to go out and love and show God's love to a lost and hurting world. Amen? You see, I believe that we are the salt of the earth. What does that mean? That we add flavor to life. Christians should be the most celebrant, partying, happy people on the planet. Do you know that? The enemy comes to do what? Steal your what? Joy. To kill your relationship with God and to destroy anything good in you. I really believe that we need a revival in this nation. And the church in the days ahead needs to step out and start loving people rather than judging people. Does that make sense? Now, I, I got to say this. Sin is sin. We don't condone sin. We never will. In fact, when they do things that are an abomination to God, like we talked about last week, man, we need to correct them. But what does the Bible say? Correct them in what? Love. With all gentleness. Correct those in the wrong. Exodus chapter 20, verse 6 says, But showing loving kindness, this is speaking of God, to thousands, to all those who what? Love me and do what? Keep my commandments. Do you know God's commandments are good? They're for your protection. Every one of them, they're not bad. They're not hard. In fact, Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yet the nation of Israel in Exodus chapter 32 had an encounter with God, saw God, heard God. Forty days later, failed God miserably. Left God completely. Deuteronomy 7.9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, he, he is God, the faithful God who keeps his covenant. Covenant, by the way, you know what that is? That's relationship. It's like the marriage. When you make a covenant, you put on that wedding ring, and I'm committed to that person for life. I will never break trust. That's the covenant that God has with you. He will keep his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. They're easy when you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Before we continue in Exodus, we need to talk about God's primary characteristic. In fact, the Bible is clear that God is what? Love. 
God is love. You want to know what love is? Look at the Bible. You will get a definition of what God lives. Many people today define love in different ways. Do you know that? Well, I fell out of love. Do you ever hear that? Well, man, things were going really good, and but I fell out of love. Okay, so love to you is an emotion? I wonder if you can fall out of love with your parents or your children, you parents. You see, love is defined by God. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you have your Bibles. If not, I'll read it. You guys will hear it. Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We call this the love chapter. Don't you like that? Now, do you think if God is love, his definition of love is the most important definition of love we could have? I believe so. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and have all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and <clears throat> if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Here's the definition. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Love does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Indeed, love never fails. Now, when you consider this definition of love, and you apply that to our Heavenly Father, which is God, that's how He loves you. You know, when you fail God, what does it say? It doesn't, he doesn't take into account a wrong suffered. You are forgiven by Jesus Christ and the price that he paid on the cross of Calvary. That's the kind of love and loving God that we serve. He is not a God of throwing lightning bolts and disciplining you all the time and ready to tear you down, but he's a God that builds you up. We all know this verse, right? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. Who did he love? The world. Everybody. Everyone. Even the sinners. Wow. Shouldn't we love them too? And point them to God? That he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. If Jesus Christ did not come to this earth to point his finger and judge the world, who are we to do so? You know, the Bible says, what are you doing judging those outside the church? You are to judge who? Those inside the church. Those outside the church, we point them to God. 
we say God loves you. He's got a better plan for you than what you're going through. We become ambassadors of the gospel of light. You see, the Bible is a love story. It's all about love. God is love. Yet we're told in the last days, and when we look around the earth, we're seeing this come to pass. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting at verse 1, it says, But realize this, in the last days, difficult times will come. You wonder why the world seems like it's, wow, going crazy? For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good. We talked about that last week. Treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness but denying its power. Avoid those religious people like that that deny the power of God. What is the power of God? The empowering of the Holy Spirit, but the greatest power on earth is what? Love. Matthew 24.10 says, Hey, in these last days, at that time, many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Do we see that? Man, you can see it in our headlines today. Black versus white. Society versus police. Uh, uh, Islam versus America. We see all of this stuff all over the world, and it seems like it's getting more and more. Many false prophets, oh, those are false teachers. And believe me, there's many. If they're not proclaiming the clear gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God, if they're just declaring three steps to how to feel good, or declaring, hey, us Christians, we need to go out there and condemn all of those people in the world. The Bible says no. Point them to God. Love them. Because lawlessness is increased. And by the way, lawlessness doesn't mean people out there breaking the laws of the land. It means people breaking God's covenant. This covenant. Not the other covenants. Most people's love will do what? Wax cold. Grow cold. And so that's why we live in a country today where divorce is rampant where racial tensions are high, where Christians are known for hate rather than love, where terrorism and killings are on the rise all over the world, where divorce is common and true love is difficult to find if you can find it. In fact, the world today doesn't even know what it means. Posted this on my Facebook. We interrupt the insanity. You know, I get frustrated watching the news and all the social media. It's all this garbage. It's like, oh, man, we interrupt it. Hey, the world is lost. It just needs Jesus. He came and died on the cross of Calvary to pay for your sins. Whatever guilt you have this morning, Christ paid for whatever you did. When you receive that free gift, you are washed. It's just as if it never occurred. You're cleansed by the blood of Christ. We're not of this world, and we need to spread good news, not bad, and put our faith in Jesus, not men. I look at the elections, I'm like, wow, okay, well, hey, I, I, I trust God. I trust God. I, my, my P 
peace isn't based on anything else. You know, the Bible is the most radical love book in, in the world. You, you want to be crazy and radical? Just obey this. Because it tells us to do crazy things. I don't think anyone can do this. Matthew 5, it says, Jesus talking, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You mean we have to love our enemies? What? You see, that's God's ultimate goal. If we really believe that we're not of this world, that it is God who, uh, who says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, we don't have to take vengeance. We don't have to be jealous. We don't have to be bitter and angry and, and try to get people back. Man, all we have to do is love them. That's hard. But think about this. Who's the most loving person you know? Just think about it. Man, when you talk to them, you know they're going to put their arms around you. They're going to build you up. They're going to sow and pour into your life, they're going to speak words of kindness and goodness to you and love. That's what being the salt of the earth is. I love food with spice. You ever, anyone like plain food with no spice, no salt? You know, some people you have to eat it because of high blood pressure or whatever, but sometimes, you know, I'll order and they didn't put salt or anything on the food and I take a bite and it's like, oh, it's just bland. It's plain, oh, it's salt. Uh, Tabasco, Tapatio, Sriracha. Is it Sriracha? Yeah, Sriracha. That, that's, that's become my favorite. That spices everything up really good. You know, just, you know. I, I like, Christians, you're the salt of the earth. We spice up and preserve the earth. That's who we should be, the most loving people on this planet. Luke 6, 27 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Luke 6, 35, But love your enemies and do good and lend and expect nothing in return, for your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he himself is what? Kind to who? Ungrateful and evil men. We serve a loving Father that's merciful, that's full of grace, and is the very definition of love. He loves you this morning. Should we not go out and love the lost and hurting world? In Exodus, God relented punishing Israel because of his great love. Today, God loves you even when you're ungrateful, no matter what you do. You know the golden rule, right? You know, almost every religion in the world has this. They got it from the Bible. I just have to tell you that. The Bible didn't get it from them. If you have questions on that, see me afterwards or email me. Matthew seven twelve. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And many there are that enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few that find it. Beware of the false prophets, the false teachers, the false preachers, the false religions who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Ultimately, love is the goal. You know what Paul said? He wrote more books in the New Testament than any other author. 
And he said, the goal of our instruction is what? Love. But many Christians say, well, holiness, sinless perfection, not doing anything else, rules. No, the goal of our instruction is love. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depends this whole book. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. It's all about love. Why am I belaboring this point and teaching such a simple message on a Sunday morning? Because all week long as I was getting into the power of prayer, that God hears your prayers. He knows your deepest uh, hurts, and he cares about you, which we're going to get into next week. He just kept bombarding me with, I love them. As I watched people on the television or on the news, and I'm like, ah, those jerks in my heart, right? I'm like, ah. God's like, I love them. You mean I got to love them? Yeah, you do. What if we would be known as loving people, Christians? You think the view of the world to the church would be different? Paul said it, the goal of our instruction, 1 Timothy 1.5, is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. If you want to please God, start loving Start being men and women and young people who are known for your love. Too many are known for their bitterness or other qualities. Ephesians 5, 6 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, and in the Bible darkness represents evil. Not night, not with the lights off and it's dark. No, it's evil. It is pure evil. Those that murder, those that do terrorist acts, that's darkness. You were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. I love this. Walk as children of light. Glowing with the love of God in your heart. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth. And he finishes this in Ephesians 5.10, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Why do we study this love letter? Because he tells us in here what pleases him. And guess what? When God is pleased with you, what does the Bible say he'll do? He's going to pour out blessings on your life. I'm not talking about a prosperity doctrine here, but I am talking about this. All you parents know when your children obey the house rules, and they please you, when they ask for something, it's like, hey, whatever you need. Man, I love you, my son, my daughter. Yeah, but if they're breaking all your house rules, you're like, I love you, but I can't give you that blessing until you get right. Does that make sense? So it's not a matter of salvation. It's a matter of learning what pleases God. The truth is God loves you no matter what, even when you fail him. Even when you displease him, he still loves you. 
John 8, 31 says, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth, the gospel, will set you free. This morning, I know God, God really clearly said, Let him know I love him. Tell him to go out and love my people in the world and point them to Jesus Christ and let them know they can be set free today. You are, all of us here is held bondage to something. Might be television, might be sports, might be drugs, might be alcohol, might be who knows what it is. You're bound to something God wants to set you free. It might be bitterness. In fact, what does he set us free from? Hatred. Bitterness, anxiety, worry, fear, doubt, all of those things, God wants to set you free. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all those good qualities. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Jesus came to set the captives free. He wants us to love him. He wants us to try to please him. We'll all fail. We'll all fall short, but at least we're trying. He wants us to love those in the world and point them to him by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's love is demonstrated in Christ. In fact, 1 Timothy 2.3 says, This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires... Who to be saved? All men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God, your pastor. No. One mediator between God and man, the priest. No. One mediator between God and man, Mary. No. One mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. Folks, you can pray directly to God the Father through Jesus Christ. He loves you. He loves you this morning. Who gave himself a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. Ephesians 2.4 says, But God being rich in mercy. Do you think God is merciful? What does that mean? Not getting what you deserve. Hey, you failed God. You deserve punishment. Guess what? I'm merciful. Just receive my free gift. Jesus Christ paid for on the cross, man, I'll have mercy. Because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. God loves you this morning. Shouldn't we go out and love a lost and hurting world? I know. I watch it on TV and I get so mad and God says, love him. <laughs> okay, I will. For by grace you have been saved through all the works and, work and good things that you do. No, by grace you have been saved through faith alone. And not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we might walk in them. It truly is all about love. You know, John is called the apostle of what? Love. Yeah, the, the gospel of John, the epistles of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, it's really all about God's love for us and how we need to love one another. Wouldn't it be great if people, your friends, begin to know you as the most loving person they know? Wouldn't it be great if the world began to see Christians and say, they're the most loving people? Wow. Yeah, even though they don't like what I do, I know they love me anyway. Does that make sense? John 13, 34, Christ gave a very difficult command again. It says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another even as I love you. Do you know that you're commanded to love me just like Jesus loves you? And I'm commanded to love you just like Jesus loves me? That's a deep love because he gave all. Love is so important, it is a characteristic of the God in whom we serve. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And even in, through denominational divisions, the church can't even love itself. We need to start loving. Today is the day to start loving. Hatred is a cancer that will destroy you. Trying to seek revenge is a cancer that will destroy you, but love sets you free. Love gives you peace that this world can't even comprehend. If you have failed God, today is the day to repent and get right with God. Today's the day to say, Lord, I am sorry. I have not been as loving as I should. In fact, I've been hateful. Please forgive me. Thank you for paying on the cross of Calvary for my sins and to run back to God this morning. Revelation 3.19, it says, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Speaking to who? The lukewarm church, right? Revelation 3.20 goes on to say, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Who's he writing this to? Christians, people that believe. Man, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and have sweet fellowship with him or her. God desires to know you, to love you. Acts 3.19 says, Therefore repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that, I love this, times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And I need that. I need that refreshing that only God can give. That peace that only God can give. Maybe you feel frustrated with your life this morning. Maybe you've questioned God or even questioned if, if God is real. Maybe you're tired of trying in life. Maybe you look around at politics and all the news and you're just about ready to give up. You've, you've just come to the end of yourself. Maybe you feel unloved this morning. 
Maybe you feel like you're just going through the motions, really have no direction. And life has become a mundane, boring journey where every day is the same thing. This morning, God wants to set you free from that. Don't give up. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we don't grow weary. Keep the faith. God has a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I know it's a promise to Israel, but folks, this promise, believe me, he has a plan for your life as well. Plans for your welfare and not calamity, to give you a hope and a future. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Or the NASB says, make your path straight. He will go before you. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. In the times ahead, many Christians are fearing. The, res the results of the upcoming election, they're fearing all this stuff. Folks, all we got to do is love and trust God. Amen? It's all about love and faith. Joshua 1.9, we know it. We have it on, on the wall as you come down. You'll see it. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord is with you wherever you go. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who began a good work in you. You know that song? It is all about God's love for you. And that love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, it ends with this. Now, these three abide, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is faith. No, the greatest of these is what? Love. That's a radical statement. May we start loving. 1 John 4, 7, and I'm getting ready to close with this. We're going to end a little early this morning. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this the love of God was manifest in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the payment for our sins. That's ultimate love. Whatever challenges you're facing in life right now, there's a promise that I want to leave you with this morning. Promises in Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who did what? Loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, 
nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If you have faith in God, you can be assured you are loved. He loves you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Run to him. Amen? Because of that truth, let us love. Let us go out and love. On social media, let's do radical things like, I love you when someone cusses it out. You know, they cuss you out. Am I the only one that gets that? I get cussed out all the time. You know, private messages like, you bet, you know, love you. You know, uh, stop the hate. Hop on the love train, right? The love train. Oh, no, it's, that's the love boat. I know. Share the good news, right? Get your eyes off the fallen world and onto our loving Heavenly Father, who's the most incredible, loving being you could ever imagine. He loves you this morning. You matter to Jesus. Everyone on this earth matters to Jesus. Red, brown, red. Did I say red twice? White, blue. Are there blue people? Black, color, what the color doesn't matter. He loves people. We all bleed red, right? Mm. That's what we need. That kind of breaking news. Sun restores my soul, satisfies my need. Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, Contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week.